Hello and welcome to this week's episode of One Chance, the podcast where we try and capture the experience of listening to a record in its entirety for the first time. Each week, Sean and I, independently of each other, listen to a record that neither of us has heard before. Generally a new record, although over Christmas we did dig back into the archives for a couple of classics. We reflect on our experiences of that first listen and then for the podcast we gather and we chat about those experiences maybe you want to go and listen to the record after hearing about it maybe you'll want to lock it in a heavy chest and drop it to the bottom of the ocean but either way hopefully you'll get a strong sense of what that record is like sean how can people support the podcast evening well the best way that all of our listeners can support the podcast is by subscribing to us on whichever podcast platform you choose leaving us five star reviews leaving us um written reviews if you want to and sharing the episodes with your friends we are another week down of saying we're going to promote the podcast more and doing nothing about it life is very busy and uh yeah we will get there at some point but if you could you could do the heavy lifting for us and share the episode around with your friends that would be very much appreciated yeah, do do our work for us. That would be uh, hugely appreciated. One of these days when life isn't so busy and hectic, we will get around to doing it. But sadly, life and jobs and all that kind of cape are getting in the way at the moment. But we have found time at least to gather and do the main bit, which is talk about this and guide you through our experiences of another new record. And we'll get on to that in a minute. But those of you that have had the misfortune to listen to an episode before we'll know this is the part where we introduce our music tastes but rather than telling you ourselves what we like to listen to we introduce the other's music taste so sean i can't remember is it your turn or my turn to go first i believe it's you this week fantastic okay i would describe sean's musical taste as being both the carrot and the stick so there's the uh, the sugary um adrenaline hit sweet stuff to draw you in and then there's the bruising pummeling aggressive stuff that knocks you off your feet and takes you by surprise excellent um all right i would describe will's music taste i had a good one and it's disappeared out of my brain like as you said yours my brain went that's funny and then instantly erased everything i thought of which is probably a um, reflection why I should write things down rather than just thinking of them. Um, so I would describe Will's music taste as songs that would upset your kid if they were playing in the car when you dropped them off at school in, in a variety of ways that might be uh, too heavy, it might be just plain embarrassing, it might be so weird people wonder what is going on in that car. But yeah, songs that would yeah. embarrass your children on the school run. Shut up and listen to Apex Twin, child. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so enough of our inanities. Um, Sean, what record have we been listening to this week? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the 12th studio album from Swedish heavy metal band Catatonia. Originally forming as a death metal band in 1991, after several years of touring and recording, the band switched styles in 1998 and started to focus on clean, melodic vocals while keeping their music heavy. Over the next 20 years, the band toured the world, writing and releasing multiple records until 2018 when they announced they were going on a hiatus due to an injury to one of their members. The band reformed for a 10-year anniversary show in 2019 before releasing another album in 2020. 
This year the band got together and released their 12th record, so today we give our one chance review of Sky Void of Stars by Catatonia. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Sean. I have to say, and as as you have alluded to in some of your introductions of my musical tastes over the last how many episodes of this we've actually done now, I think we've maybe done more than 10 episodes of this, which is frankly astonishing. I think we're at 13 or 14. Wow. Um, I listen to some weird stuff. I listen to some pretty heavy stuff, some pretty extreme stuff. Um, and, and when when you message me, Maybe it would have been on Saturday or Sunday saying, fancy some Swedish death metal this week. I was like, okay, this is, we're going heavier than we've gone on the podcast before, but I'm okay with this. I'll probably listen to it on headphones rather than on speaker, save annoying the neighbours or indeed ending my relationship. Um, but I was like, brilliant. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to this. Um, and I have to say, not for the first time on this show, what I ended up pressing play on was very different from what I was expecting. Uh, and I have to say, for the most part, not in a good way. Um, this was generally quite an underwhelming listen for me. There, there were two, I, in fairness, and we'll get onto this later on, there are two or three moments on the, and by that I mean sort of two or three songs, not just two or three seconds on what is quite a long album. Um, two or three moments on this record that do work actually quite well for me. And I wonder if, it's one that will be better for me on a second listen, but certainly on a first listen, I generally found it quite underwhelming. It's certainly not by any sort of understanding that I have of the genre, a death metal record. Um, I mean, I was thinking, oh great, it's going to be like At The Gates or Arch Enemy or something like that. And it wasn't at all. It was slower and softer and gentler. And it kind of sounded like something my dad would listen to. And, I mean that in the nicest possible way because he's introduced me to some of my favourite bands. He actually has a very good taste in music, but he's got a broad, broad remit of music, and some of it leans towards the that kind of slightly plodding, like proggy sort of rock, beloved of 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 like a, a, a particular demographic. Um, and yeah, it just I was quite bored for a lot of this record. There there was a lot there was a lot of it. It wasn't even that I was thinking, God, live this would be good. I was thinking live, I think I'd be quite bored as well. It just it just wasn't my kind of jam. How how would you describe your sort of initial overall thoughts on it, Sean? Yeah, very much along the same vein. It was I was like, do you know what? Like I'm not a massive death metal fan. I wasn't like stoked to be listening to something that heavy, but I was like, at least it'll be really interesting. It'll be fast, it'll be aggressive, we'll have some cool talking points. Boy, it was not that. It was they've got a song, I think it's track track five called Drab Moon. And as I was listening to it, I text Jesse and just said, Drab. Drab is what I think of this record. They've even named yeah. a song Drab. Like, it just felt like it never got going. It was 50 something minutes of like monotonal moaning. And like, yeah, I, I thought there was one song that I didn't mind. But this for me was <laughs> this is the worst one we've done. 
this is the first one I've ever really thought, oh my God, this is a waste of 50 minutes. Why have I just sat and listened to this? Which is a bit of part of why we're doing this, listening to things that we wouldn't normally listen to and stuff. But I am not a Catatonia fan. I like when I looked it up and it said it was Swedish death metal when they'd actually toured about the gates in like, I don't know when it was. I saw they toured them at some point. I was like, this is going to be fun. And I don't know if the the build up made it worse, but like I even saying heavy metal in the intro, I was like, this is like to quote the kids, boomer metal. This is like like you say, like not stuff that your dad would listen to, but like the stuff you think you'd find dads listening to after they like trying to connect with their kids. Like I like heavy music too. And you're like, oh, that's basically Nickelback from Sweden. Yeah, it's just, it's not even that heavy. It's quite, uh, clearly they are very good musicians. It sounds beautiful. The production on them, the production values on it are amazing. But I think it was interesting. You said it never gets going and that's totally it. There was just every song you think, oh, where it's going to kick into gear. And it just doesn't. And, and it's it's interesting. It's it's the songs in which it does sort of kick into gear that are the ones that kind of work for me. And we'll get onto that in a second. But it it's just song after song of not delayed gratification, but just no gratification. Mm. That payoff never comes. That you're just kept in this this kind of mo- this, kept in this feeling of expectation and anticipation, but not in a good or seemingly conscious way. It's just as though they don't. They don't have a, a a way of kicking it up into the na- that next gear. The songs sort of plod along, um, you know. It it creates a kind of certain mood. They've got this sort of ethereal kind of doomy sound, which I guess if you if you're if you're if you're into that, you could you could find it quite interesting. But again, like you know, I, I listen to a lot of doom and and stuff like that, and this is just was less interesting. Um, it just it felt quite flat. It was quite one note in its kind of pace and rhythm and its dynamics. It just didn't didn't really do anything for me. It left me wanting every song was like, oh come on, where's it gonna go? And then it was kind of over. Mm. Yeah, the first track played and I was like, okay, maybe they've gone for like a softer intro track, break you into the <laughs> record. And then I got to track thirteen and I was like, Oh cool, we're still on the intro. Like it never felt like fifty minutes in, it never felt like they got past an introduction like yeah it was just it just didn't have any sort of like it felt like they didn't have any drive to really do anything with the record either like like you say production was very good and actually i think you can tell they are musically talented um i thought his vocals were weak at best um i but i mean if you're a catatonia fan listening to this and you want to tell me why i'm wrong cool i thought they were very very poor i thought they like i said just before we started i said to uh, one of our friends he asked me about what we were talking about tonight and i said it's not a very interesting thing to talk about because i don't want to just say things were bad the whole time but actually i'm really struggling to find a good point but i'm also struggling to find any negatives because it was just one note yeah it wasn't you know, there are records that you listen to and you're like, oh my goodness, this is toe curlingly bad because mm. the lyrics are painful or the production is just wrong in some way or the songwriting is lazy 
or and this wasn't this is actually the the worst the worst of the things it's it's not it's neither really great nor is it awful enough that you can kind of be like okay i can kind of unpick that it just it's if it was a color it would be beige it just sort of it just sort of floats by it's proficient enough to be fine, to be passable, mm. but it just doesn't demand your attention. Like you say, you just get to the end, you think, oh. even the even the moments where I'm like, that was quite good. I think it's they're quite good in comparison to what's around yeah. them, as opposed to being genuinely like brilliant yeah. in and of their moment, in and of their own right moments. Yeah, um, for sure. The bits that, like you say, the bits that were good, I don't think were actually good. It was just you finally got a bit of variance, so you were like, oh. And then, like, I think in in a vacuum, you'd be like, that's not actually good. It's just not the same sound. Yeah. But so um, let's, we've sort of slagged, we've slagged <laughs> it off, and I suspect we're going to continue to slag it off. Um, yeah. Apologies to both the band and their fans. Um, I'd be interested. I might go, I want to, what I want to go and do now is go back and listen to older records. So before that change that you talked about in the intro and see what that earlier stuff is like. And also to see what their other records are like. Um, but let's talk about the moments that we did like. Um, you've said there was maybe one sort of moment. Do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, yeah, I can do. Yeah. So for me, it was um, second track on the record. Um, Colossal Shade was the one that I thought it was a little yeah. bit heavier. It had a little bit more to it. Um, I still haven't got a great deal to say about it, but like, like I, say, I felt like the first track, until I got past that track, I was like, okay, first track, they've gone a bit softer, they're welcome, it's in, they're trying to do a little bit of like, lots of heavy bands do a softer first track on a record, like bring you into that a bit. Then it started to pick up, not to the point where I thought it would, but I was like, okay, it has picked up a little bit, it's a little bit faster, there's some some cool stuff was being done with the guitars in that track, there were some heavy, like faster drum beats. And then the tracks kept coming and they didn't ever get hit. They didn't build from that, which is what I thought we were going to get. But I think the the reason, the real reason I'm struggling so much with this record is I think it was a very poor vocal performance and it impacted everything the rest of the band were doing musically. Not even on the track yeah. I liked, I was like, the drums are fun. The guitars sound good. The bass sounds good. And then you've just got this like monotonous drone over the top of it. So I'm going to actually take a step back from it and try and think about these tracks if they were what's the word when there's no vocals instrumentals because actually colossal shade i thought was interesting musically and the vocals negatively impacted it for me but there was yeah there was like quite a fast heavy drum beat that you you got in there and there was some fun like technical guitar work that was interesting to listen to um, and that, like I say, I think that was my my high point of the record, and it was not particularly high. It's, <laughs> I'd be, yeah. yeah so... I think it was. I think it was one of my high points of the record as well. Actually, I found the first track. What was it called? Austerity. Just really dull. I got to the end of that, and I was thinking, God, how long? How many tracks have we got on here? And then Colossal Shade started. And I was like, okay, now I can get behind this. It's got really nice. Um, kind of repetitive driving sort of riff on it that kind of builds throughout and these it's got this kind of doomy sort of feel to it and 
And I actually, I, I think you're right in general in that I, I the, it's not even I think it's bad vocal style so much as it's just not for me. It's it's not it does it doesn't do it for me. But on Colossal Shade, it kind of worked because of that sort of droney, repetitive guitar. His sort of slightly droney, and I don't mean droney like he can't sing. You know, it, it's a, a technically very good voice in some ways, I guess. But just the style, the the singing styles in that slightly droney, slightly doomy kind of. Um, really hanging on to the notes kind of way. It kind of suited that song. And actually, um, I liked it. It was probably the he genuinely heaviest moment on the record, which is, it has to be said, a low bar. But it, it just felt like there was a bit of grit. It did feel like it kind of kicked in. Um, and and, I, and my hope, hopes were high after that. I was like, okay, they've, they've kind of, they're not doing, you know, this isn't death metal, but this is doing something interesting. And actually, after track three, uh, moving on to track three, I think probably, I'm not sure how you say it. Opaline, Opaline, Opaline. Opaline. Um, I know they actually do say it in the song, and I remember thinking I should make a note of how to say that because I am going to forget, and I have forgotten. But I thought two and Colossal Shade and then the one that comes after it are probably two of the three strongest tracks on the record. And so you think, okay, well, this is, and then that, that, because that's got like a nice, it starts off really soft. So it hasn't got the sort of heavy guitars in the verse, but then it kicks into this quite anthemic, slightly heavier chorus. And I was thinking, okay, they're sort of, they're finding their feet. And then it just drops back and you get, like you say, Drab Moon, the unfortunately titled Drab Moon drab sort of definitely describing the experience and the songs just vary between either being really soft and boring and ploddy sort of symphonic operatic kind of quasi metal and then ones that do have a bit more of a you know a bit a few more riffs in them but just don't go anywhere don't have any notable choruses don't do anything interesting and I found it really disappointing then until you get right near the end and Atrium, which actually, again, had quite a big chorus. And I couldn't quite work out the lyrics. It's not an album that like grabs you and has a really clear lyrical sense. It, it They're all a bit vague and a bit kind of science fiction, -y, a bit end of days, a bit what's become of us. But Atrium seemed to be I couldn't work out if it was on like a spaceship or something like that. But it had quite a sort of. It had a kind of science fictiony feel to it, lyrically and in terms of the of, of the kind of um, the kind of adventurousness and the and the style of the of the chorus, and that was quite good. And then we just had a really tame, dull ending in No Beacon to Illuminate Our Fall Again. So you you had these kind of um, and it you, you know you have these kind of um, full storms where you think oh we're gonna kick into another gear and then not and it, it it actually it made the listening experience more frustrating that you had these moments that seemed to be a bit better because then when you went back to business as usual it was all the more disappointing yeah agreed it was um it just never got going and like like you covered there and i think i've i've said a poor vocal performance what i mean for that is i didn't feel like the vocals grabbed me and as much as band should be about the whole experience, like having a strong vocalist pushing your lyrics out there is what grabs the attention. And this is that's what he failed at, I feel like, on this record. I feel like he didn't at any point make me go, oh, yeah, I'm listening to that. That's great. Oh, 
what's he saying there and like i've just like looked up some of the lyrics and i'm like i do not remember a single word he actually has said on this record um yeah which is very difficult and it like i say like it shouldn't be about the lyrics it shouldn't be i mean it obviously is a bit but that shouldn't be the whole thing <laughs> i think you can forgive it if it's interesting like for me i i can't forgive it when it's not like yeah. I, can, I can forgive not the best vocal performance if it's <laughs> if it's one of those records where you're like all right like i can see what they were trying to do here it's a bit of a like it's a style and this is obviously is a style and i think like this is the sort of band that the people that like this band and this style of music, I think it's a very strong offering from them. Like some of these tracks are already in the half a million play count. Like they obviously have a fan base and there are people that enjoy this. And I think if you enjoy it, this will tick your boxes. If it's what you're looking for, like this is obviously the sort of stuff you like. But for me, this is, like uninteresting is the most unforgivable thing for me in music. You can be terrible, but interesting. And that's a slight redeemer. Yeah. This was just drab. Like drab is the word for it. It just felt it was a, a beige cardigan in a beige room on the beigest day of the year. It's like February 9th or like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, and you're just a bit like, like I genuinely could have, if you told me this was a 50 minute single track, I'd have been like, yep, it is. It just, it goes on and on and on and nothing really changes. There's no, like, there's no one song that you're like, oh, they've done a fast song. Oh, they've done a, like, there's not even a moment where you're like, oh, they've done like an acoustic slow song. Like everything is just the same from start to finish. And I think as well, to make 11 tracks last 50 minutes, and feel like they last 50 years is is something quite special. <laughs> like this is, I think, probably not yeah. going to be a long episode because I don't want to just sit here and slag it off and complain about it. And I can understand that actually there are people that enjoy this style of music and they have a fan base and all this sort of stuff. But for me personally, I'd never recommend this. I couldn't think of a way to recommend this to anyone unless I know someone that liked really boring music like just it's just not one of those records that has a lot to talk about and i think that is probably the biggest criticism you can give a record because you could write the worst album in the world and we can probably still talk about it for an hour if it's at least interesting <laughs> and this just doesn't have yeah. any, any standouts any low points it doesn't have any there's no peaks there's no troughs there's no nothing it's just flat for me yeah, I had the very distinct sensation I was listening to. I was just not the right target audience for it. I was like, this is just not music that has been made for me. And yeah, I had a quick, as I was waiting for you to come online, I had a quick just idle Google of just to see what sort of scores people have been giving it. And it seems to have been very well reviewed. So clearly, as you say, there is a fan base. There is a group of people. It's just not us, and and that's and that's totally fine. Like I'm not saying this music is without merit. I think for people who who this is your jam, you want to hear your guitar solos, your sort of operatic singing, blah blah blah. Maybe there's plenty to love here. It just it. I was like, oh, this is other people's music, um, and also it just it was very po-faced and serious, mm. and I can forgive. In fact, I love a bit of po-face seriousness in music if you've got the 
energy, the urgency to back that up. Like you can get away with being deadly po faced if you're, you know, your black flag, or mm-hmm. um, you know, you're someone like the the, the 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 music is full throttle, everything in exciting. But when it's po-faced and serious and it's just slow and flat like this, it just, it's not a good combination for me. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, there's not much more to say about it. It was, and like, I've just looked at no. the photo on their Spotify and it's just like five 50-year-old <laughs> dudes in leather jackets and scarves looking serious in a storm, you know, and you're like, oof, that is exactly what I expected to be looking at right now, like... And they, like you say, they have a target audience. They have people that enjoy it, but we are very much not it. And we are going to be not it for a lot of yeah. records. But yeah, like I, if if you like this sort of music, I feel like you already know this band. Like we are not introducing anyone to this band that is going to enjoy them, I don't think, because it's it's such a specific like niche that you'd have to like that you probably know like they've got tracks with 11 million plays 7 million plays like the people that know them i think will know them um and if they like them they will like them and that is not me um unfortunately and yeah apologies if yeah, you are yeah i fan. definitely don't think i definitely don't think we're the sort of goliath in this situation and they're the david like they're clearly hugely successful they've been around for a long time they've got people like they're not two two guys on a very on a barely listened to podcast expressing their opinion that the music's not for them i don't think it's gonna be yeah it's not us stamping on the little guy um yeah they've got half a million and i think it's a, it's a valid opinion yeah <laughs> similar, sort of, similar sort of listening yeah. figures to us <laughs> give or take half a million <laughs> yeah yeah but i think like we're we're not these like giants telling them their shit as they're trying to come up like they've built a successful career out of doing this i just cannot stand it i will like let's let's do the bits we always do we've spoken about austerity and like it was fine it wasn't particularly interesting but like i thought thought maybe as an intro track it was meant to like lure you in before it built um which I don't think it did because it never built, so I don't think it was particularly successful. Um, it, funnily enough, they had a bonus track, which is not something I've seen on a record on its first release ever. Like, I don't... Bonus tracks are, like, for special yeah, edition CDs. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure, before, like, sure Exactly, sure, it's just, it's on there. Yeah, um, but so I don't know if we yeah. count that as the final track or track 10 as the final track. I've got... I'm... I've got to be really I'm slightly sheepish here I didn't listen to it because I saw bonus track I was really bored by the point that the song before finished and so I just didn't bother listening to it uh, you miss nothing which is I'm incredibly honest. unprofessional yeah but... I, I would say regardless of which one of them you used as your final track I mean they closed the album out well when yeah. they were the exact same boring song that you'd listened to 10 times before like yeah I mean, that, that, to be honest, my feelings from listening to whatever the one before that was in the opening was, in some ways, they are a good opener and closer in that they absolutely give you a picture of what the record is like. Unfortunately, as we've discussed, that is not a record that is for e- either of us. No, not at all. Um, and I say, like, I don't... I said last week, I don't want to be negative and stuff about records, but this one did not have any redeeming qualities for me. Um, 
I think probably let's wrap that up there. Like we'll put this out as a slightly shorter episode with an apology to Catatonia and their fans and anyone that's tuned in to listen to us whinge about this for 30 minutes. Um, before we sort of do, was there any anything else you wanted to cover about this that isn't sort of what we've already said? No, I, th- I think we. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done putting the boot in for the evening. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, if you have tuned in to listen to this, it's still interesting to get a sense of what doesn't work about the record. Hopefully, you're not just listening in to hear us give the thumbs up, but to uh, our experience of listening it. Yeah, and that is to records across. And that is the point. And like for two people that genuinely love so much music, to we've picked some real stinkers recently, like just finding ones that are not not for us and they're not bad albums for the most part but we found a few recently that just weren't for us um hopefully that will change um yeah anti-flag yeah. was decent last anti-flag week. was good yeah and, and like we haven't had like loads of rough ones i just think if, no. if you listen to some of these episodes you could be mistaken for thinking we're two people that don't really like music which is the complete opposite yeah. if you've listened to our intros like we actually both have incredibly eclectic tastes and like a lot of stuff and we just have yeah. like we picked this to listen to it to listen to a death metal record to like have some more variety and it just didn't deliver that um so yeah. for next week or possibly the week no next week so slightly off piece here and you feel free to say no and stuff but I was thinking possibly it's the 10-year anniversary of a Fright and Rabbit record. Ooh, How which do you one? Feel? Uh, let me just double-check the name before I get it wrong. So it's the 10-year anniversary of uh, Pedestrian Verse. Is it Midnight Organ Flight? Uh, so unfortunately, it's one of my favourite records, so I have listened to it in detail. I love um, it as well. I didn't know if we wanted to go off-piste and just review it as as a standalone yeah, why thing. Not? I was going to... I was going to suggest the new fucked up record, but we can always do that the week afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe we, we double up or something, but yeah, I just yeah. thought that's a really nice, we'll talk about it more when we do it, but that'd be a really nice, like, <laughs> I realize we're still recording here. People are just listening to our chit chat about yeah. this. Well, I wanted to sort of get it out there on the pod, extend it yeah. a little 10 minutes. They kind of, they can have stopped listening now. But yeah, I thought that might be a nice thing to do. Um, and we yeah. can cover a it's bit one, about it's one of my very, fa- it's one of my very favorite records. Um, yeah let's do it yeah yeah i, I love it as well they were doing a special edition of it yeah no i love it as well they've got it's not it's an absolutely horrendous sad story about the band and stuff but i think it'd be nice to cover that talk about that talk about the record and yeah have a have a sad week but for for good reasons if you're keen at least at least we know it's not going to be a bad record yeah yeah so that's for for you guys that have listened to this point that's for you like so if you've hated listening to us complain next week you know that next week we're covering a a, a re-release of a record from a band we both really enjoy so it'll be glowing reviews and, and fun stories um but yeah i think that's all then for this week uh if you have listened this far please do subscribe on uh, apple Podcasts, spotify any other podcast platform that you use write us a review give us a five star rating share the episodes maybe not this one with your friends and yeah let us know if there's anything coming up that you'd like us to cover we're always looking for suggestions yeah absolutely sean thanks as ever for um, suggesting records and for making the time to get together and chat about them yeah it's been a pleasure catch you later will <laughs> <laughs>